Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight, Pastor Doug Showers is going to come minister the word to us tonight. Glory to God. I've been looking forward to this. Amen. Glory to God. Come around, Pastor, and just bless us. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you. Amen. Okay, I do believe it is on. Can you hear it out there? No? Oh, it's on. Yes. Okay. It's on. Praise God. We were singing that song. Jesus, I love you. Father, I love you. And I could imagine Jesus looking down on us. Or maybe looking through us and singing, my child, I love you. My child, I love you more each day. That's just the very thing that he would do. Because he is so totally in love with us. A lot of times we think that it was our sin that put him on the cross, but it really wasn't. Maybe in an indirect way. He chose, because of his love for us, he chose to go to that cross. So that he could annihilate our sin nature, and give us his nature, his divine nature in place of it. Oh, glory to God. That is just awesome, is it not? Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We thank you that your word is powerful. We thank you for your name. We thank you for the blood of Christ that has been shed for us. We just give you praise. We just give you glory. Lord, for the testimonies that were shared tonight. We just give you praise, Lord. We give you glory and we give you honor because we know it was your hand. It was your hand that worked those things out. Because you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here tonight. Thank you for your presence in our midst. Father, I just pray that you would speak through me. Lord, they need to hear you tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, in 2 Peter, there's a scripture in, I believe it's the first chapter in the 12th verse. I'm not going to read that, but he said in there that it's, uh, it wasn't tedious for him to remind you of things that you already knew. And not only that, he said, I'm going to make sure because he said, I'm, I'm near to death. He said, I know my departure is near at hand, but I'm going to take great pains to make sure that there's somebody that comes behind me that will continue to remind you of the things you already know. So we need to be reminded of things we already know. And that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to remind you of things that you already know concerning the word of God's power. The word of God's power is one of my favorite subjects. Hebrews is one of my favorite books. And that's where it talks about the word of his power. And it is correct to say the word of his power because that means that God's word is his power. And you can look back in Genesis and see that where it says about nine times, and God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. There is power in the word of God. There is power, as our brother already said, in the rhema of God. The the, the word of God that is quickened to our spirit by the Holy Spirit. When we go to the word, the spirit is always hovering. As he was hovering in Genesis, in the beginning, he was hovering. And God spoke. 
And the Spirit of God went into action to make sure that that word that God spoke would come to pass. Do you know that's how you got born again? I'll get to the message in there. Did you know how that you got, you got born again? You heard the word of God. And the Spirit of God was there hovering because he wanted you. He wanted you. He loved you. He longed for you. And when you heard that word and responded to it immediately, the Spirit of God made sure that that word came to be in, inside of you. Glory to God. Are you glad you're born again tonight? Are you glad you have the word of God? We need to realize that there are some people that don't have the word of God like we have it. So this book is precious. I especially like this cover because uh, when I was back pastoring in Wisconsin, there was a young man, a youth, that gave me this cover. And it says on the front of it, it says, warning, man on fire. His word is in my heart like a fire, Jeremiah 29, 29. That really blessed me. Talking about a young man who gave that to me. I guess he thought I was on fire. Well, you know what? A lot of people think I'm retired, but I'm really refired. So <laughs> so anyhow, I'm going to read this scripture to you. Psalm 138, verse 2. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. There is power in the name of Jesus. But here it says that he has magnified his word even above his name. And so we are, we should be very thrilled with the fact that we have God's word available to us tonight. I don't want that to ever become old to me. Or ever to become dry to me. That I have available to me. Not only this Bible, but in our home, we have lots of Bibles, but that's more due to my wife than it is to me because she likes to buy different translations. But it's a blessing to have those translations because sometimes they can bring out something that will really put you on fire. So let's start, you know, why is the word of God so precious and so important to us? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was Matthew 4, 4, when Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he was tempted to make stones, bread out of stones. Now, he could have done that. You realize that he could have done that. If he couldn't have done that, then that wasn't a real temptation. But he could have done that, so it was a real temptation. And Jesus answered the devil and said, it is written. It is written. Listen, if that's the way Jesus had to deal with the devil, you don't think you're going to get away with dealing any different with the devil. You're going to have to know it is written when the devil comes around to you. And as, you know, I believe there's a reason you know, that this is the seed that is planted in our heart. When that seed is planted in there, that the enemy comes immediately to steal that seed out of your heart. There has to be a reason. Maybe the devil knows something. Maybe we don't know that there's great power in this seed. This is the most powerful seed in the universe. There is not a more powerful seed. And this seed was meant for a human being's heart to put in his heart, to bring about within him divine nature and divine character. This word of God, if you give heed to it and allow the Holy Spirit to make it real in your heart, will bring about in you divine nature and divine character to walk as Jesus walked when he was on this earth. That's the way he means us to walk. And so he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is our life. We are to live by every word that proceeds from his mouth. 
I know you know that, but there's such power. I don't believe we've tapped all the power that's in the word of God yet. I believe there's more power within that word to be tapped. Oh, glory to God. Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. It says, God, who at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, who is appointed heir of all things and glory to God. We are heirs with him and joint heirs with him. And how much is he heir of? It says here, all things. Through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of the Father's person, this is the one that we have to deal with. This is the one that we have living on the inside of us, that we are in union with, the one that we are in union with. He is the brightness of the Father's glory, the brightness of the Father's glory. He is the very express image of his person. And he upholds, and I like this part right here, he upholds all things by the word of his power. That is correct. It would have been incorrect to say the power of his word. That would have meant that there is some power in his word. But when it says the word of his power, it means that there is all power in his word. All power in his word. So that is correct. Upholding, you are being upheld tonight by the word of his power. I'm being upheld by the word. This, this is being upheld. The economy is upheld by the word of his power. It's not upheld by a bunch of men making decisions in some room tonight. It's upheld by the word of God's power. And he cares about you. And he cares about me. So there really isn't anything to be afraid of then, is there? Glory to God. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm so glad that God is on my side. Better yet, I'm glad that I'm on his side. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Like being on his side. Upholding all things by the word of his power, which he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has an inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And we're singing about that excellent name tonight. It's good to use the name of Jesus. You've been given the right to do that. You've been given the right to use the king's name. The king's name. And everybody is going to bow to that name. Even the, what what is that, the ACLU? They'll have to bow to the name of Jesus someday. Glory to God. Let me read that verse 3 from the Amplified Translation. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being. The outraying or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature. Now listen, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Oh, glory. Are you glad that that's happening tonight? Are you glad that the earth isn't going to go spinning off someplace because it's being upheld by the mighty word of God's power? God has spoken this thing into existence. God has spoken us into existence. And he loves us dearly and he wants us. He's already prepared places for us so that when we leave this earth, he'll have a place ready for us. Oh, glory. I heard from a Christian scientist not uh, too long ago that he said uh, that 
right now that the universe goes so far that they don't even know how far it goes. And they're wondering, well, why would God do that? Because he's making room for all that he has prepared, all the goodness that he has prepared for us. He's making room to put all that in. I thought, well, that's good. It sounds good to me. I like it. (laughs) Propelling the universe by his mighty power. I wanted you to see the words in there. When he had by offering himself, and that is by offering himself, Nobody really had to put him there that was his choice. By offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and the riddance of guilt. He sat down at the right hand of the divine on high. Mm -mm -mm. Psalm 33, 8 and 9 says this. It says, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. I can stand fast today because he commanded. He is commanded. He's put his word within me. Oh, glory. I I get some kind of excited about the word of God. I love his word. I love putting it in me. I love sitting before God and just reading his word and allowing the Holy Spirit to lighten it up. Doesn't it thrill you? I'll tell you what, this works when you get so thrilled with it that you can't stand yourself. If you get thrilled with the word of God, It'll work in your behalf. It'll work its power within you. The word is working mightily in me. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the word is working mightily in me. That's an old song that we used to sing. And I still remember it because it was a blessing to me. Now, Hebrews 4.12. We couldn't talk about the power of the word without talking about Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. When the Romans went into battle, they took probably a number of different, but I know there were two different kinds of swords that they took. One was a two-edged sword, and one was a sword with a blunt edge. If they were to use the sword with the blunt edge, it meant that they were going to take prisoners. If they were to use the sword with the two edges, it meant no prisoners. What kind of sword is the word of God? A no prisoner sword. (laughs) It's a two-edged sword. Piercing even. It's a piercing. God's word is piercing. He wants to pierce our hearts with his word. Oh, I want to stir you up to go back to the word again and read it again. We can never get tired of reading this word. You can never stop. I don't care how old you get. You cannot stop reading this word. You cannot stop staying in the word of God. It is your sustenance. It is that which upholds you. It is that which causes you to fall in love with him. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And I need to read that from the Amplified because there are a lot of words that they add in there that gets me excited. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. How many of you like to be effective? God's word will make you effective. You will be effective in the body of Christ and the things that you've been called to when you give heed to the word of God. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life soul and the in, and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow. And, li- and get this, of the deepest parts of our nature. 
God wants his word to get into the deepest parts of our nature because he's calling upon us to receive and partake of his divine nature. You know, my wife is a good cook. And on Thanksgiving, she used to start, you know, maybe two or three days prior making that Thanksgiving meal. And I can remember, you know, you got to walk around the house smelling that, but you can't have any of it yet. Maybe just a little taste. But that meal smells so good and it looks so good. But it doesn't do me any good until I become a partaker of it. A partaker of it. And God wants us to be partakers of his divine nature. You will do that through this word of God and the spirit of God enlightening it on the inside of you. You will become a partaker of his divine nature. And and it's a continual process. The deepest parts of our nature... And it, it, listen, this is what God's word does to it. It exposes, it sifts, it analyzes, it judges the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. Why is that? Because God looks at your heart. He's not looking at the outside. He looks at your heart. He knows your every thought. And he has all kinds of thoughts about us. But he knows your every thought. Your every thought. And he is concerned about your heart. And he has given us his word. He has given us his spirit so that it will affect our hearts. He meant it to affect our hearts. To change our hearts. We can walk out changed tonight. We can all walk out changed anytime you come in this place. Because the word is always going forth. Always going forth. And as you continue to hear it, it will be a rhema word for you. J.B. Phillips said of that, he said, the word strikes through to the innermost intimacies, the innermost intimacies of a man's being, where we get intimate. God wants to strike our intimacies. You know, somebody said, oh, they get all emotional over that church. Well, you know what? God's emotional too. I mean, you can get carried away in emotion, sure, but God is emotional. I get emotional before God, and I'm not going to stop. The innermost intimacies of a man's being and examines the very thoughts and the motives of a man's heart. That was good, wasn't it? Now, I want to read you because Matthew Henry had a thing in his commentary on the word of his power. And he he brought out how that word is so powerful. So I want to read you from a book that somebody wrote here. Just a paragraph. It's called Much More and Better. (laughs) But... It has that quote from Matthew Henry in it, and I want you to hear it because and if I start floating up when I get to his, his quote, just let me go because it's good. It's an awesome thing just to know that God speaks, for he speaks through his word and his spirit. God's word and his spirit flow together. We should not have one without the other. Smith Wigglesworth gave a prophecy years ago that we would have a move of God in which the word and the spirit would come together. We are now in that move, and I pray that it will continue until Jesus returns for his bride. I like the way the Amplified Bible puts it, that God's word is not only alive, but full of power. If it's full of power, it means you can't gain more in. If you do put more in, it's going to spill over. The new heart that God has given us was created for the word of God. It loves the word of God. It wants the word of God. It longs for him as the deer panteth for the water brooks. So our souls long after him. We long for a touch of the presence of God. That's good. We should be longing for a touch of the presence of God. 
The new heart God has given us was created for the word of God. It was created to carry the power of God. It was created to carry the glory of God. The Holy Spirit gives us revelation knowledge into the word of God's power so that we will speak it in faith. Just And then we release the will of God into this earth. When we speak God's word in faith, we release his will into this earth. This is one of the ways God uses to get the will done on earth as it is in heaven. It is a tremendous privilege to be able to receive revelation knowledge from the Holy Spirit, is it not? Concerning the word of God's power. The product of revelation knowledge is always faith. And we're talking about that rhema word because when it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that is the rhema word of God. When when the Spirit strikes it home to you. Uh, Okay. The product of revelation knowledge is always faith. And when the word of his power is spoken in faith, it becomes active, operative, energizing, and effective. In Matthew Henry's commentary, he wrote the following concerning the word of God's power. God's word is powerful when God sets it home by his spirit. Did you know that God wants to set his word home by his spirit in you? It will change your heart. It will change your countenance. It will cause you (laughs) to be energetic, even if you are 74 years old. Well, not quite. We're getting close. God's word is powerful. When God sets it home by his spirit, it convinces powerfully. It converts powerfully. It comforts powerfully. It is the power to pull down strongholds, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. Powerful to raise the dead. Powerful to make the deaf to hear. This is out of Matthew Henry's commentary. Powerful to raise the dead. Powerful to make the deaf to hear, the blind to see, the dumb to speak, and the lame to walk. Now, this is the part that I really liked. I know you're going to like this part. Anybody want to hear it? You want to hear the last part? You got to raise your hands if you want to hear the last part. Okay. That, That was enough hands to go on with it. It has the power to batter down Satan's kingdom and to set up the kingdom of Christ upon the ruins thereof. Whoa, glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Whoa, ho, whoa, glory to God. Whoa, I felt an anointing on that one. Glory to God. We're setting up the kingdom of Christ upon the ruins of Satan's kingdom. Glory to God. You have that power working within you. Oh, glory to God. Well, I guess we could go home now. <laughs> you know, even Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. For it is God's power. It is God's power working onto salvation. And we, have, we are a new creation, new creatures in Christ Jesus. But our souls weren't immediately saved at that time. That is a process and it's ongoing because our souls are saved by the word of God that is made real to us by the Holy Spirit. And that is ongoing. Your soul's going to be getting saved until you go to be with him. As you continue to meditate and, and look to the word of God and the bodies just present it. And there are some people that aren't presenting their bodies to the word of God as in, in these days. And they're forsaking the assembling together. But your body needs to be presented. And I know the body sometimes don't want to go. You just grab it by the ear and say, you're going to church today. Glory to God. Just get it up and get it ready. 
Hallelujah. Well, anyhow, <laughs> the gospel is the power of God. And that's some, some reasons for continuing in the word of God's power, because James 1.25 says this, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, continues in it. In the Greek, there's always a continuance in a lot of these scriptures. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. When we go to the word of God, we should go with the attitude that whatever we see that we can do, we're going to do. We're going to do it. We're going to put it into practice. Because faith is by hearing, but it's also an action. It's active. And that's why I remember watching some things by all Roberts, some of his, and he would always try and get the, the people after he would pray for them to, to act on their faith, to act what they were believing for, to do something that they couldn't do before when they, they were in that condition. And then it seemed like when they would do that, God would just touch their, you know, and they just walk right out of that. So there's, it, it's an action also. So that's the foundation for your faith is the rhema word of God. That's one reason that we ought to go to the word of God because the foundation of our very faith is that word of God. And of course, that's the scripture, Romans ten seventeen. Nobody here probably knows that one, but it is. Then faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that is the rhema word of God. And of course, James one twenty two says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only because otherwise you deceive yourselves. So faith comes by hearing, but it's activated by doing, activated by being a doer of that word. And then, of course, it has the power to save your souls. James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. That's pretty plain. In the Amplified, it says, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart. So God wants us to have his word take roots in here. Roots in here so they can't be pulled out. I mean big roots. Big roots. And it'll take a bulldozer and even then some to pull it out. I hope this makes you more hungry for the word of God. I hope that that's, that's the whole purpose of it is to make you more hungry. I need to be more hungry for God's word. I want to be hungry for his word. I want to continue to put that word on the inside of me because I know I know that's what causes me to have God life, God life. And I want God life. And I know that's what will lead me into his presence and into his glory. And I can't wait to see the fullness of that glory. Okay. The word of power is our guide for life. Well, I missed something here. I want to read to you, read, read to you Colossians 2, 6, and 7 from the Amplified Bible. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, that's talking about being born again, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. Have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. If that doesn't, I believe it's the old, or the, the new King James that says, let his word dwell in you richly, dwell in you richly. 
God wants his word to be rich on the inside of you and you to consider it a rich treasure. Do you count this as a treasure from God? Because it is a treasure from God. Uh, Then the word of his power is our guide for life. Psalms 119. You know, the, the 119th Psalm is all about the word of God. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's something that I pray every time before I begin to read the word of God. I pray that scripture. You may use it if you so desire, if the spirit leads you, but I pray it. And after I've been doing that for a number of months, I began to realize that it was working. All of a sudden, I began to get some light out of the word of God that I hadn't had before. Psalm 119, 105, uh, the Message Bible says, By your words I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. A beam of light. I like a beam of light. And then 119, 130, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Uh, I like the Amplified version there also because it talks about the unfolding of your words. If something is folded up, you can't see the whole picture. If you have a towel with a decoration on it and it's folded up, well, you can't see the whole decoration. If you want to see the whole decoration, you have to unfold it. When you unfold it, you can see the whole picture. I like the unfolding of his word. I want to be able to see the whole picture. He wants to unfold his word for you. He wants to unfold his word for me. It is our guide for this life into godliness, into Christ-like life, into bringing others into that realm, into that realm. And then it's the power to keep you from sinning against him. Psalms 119, verse 11. Your word I have hidden, hidden in my heart, hidden in my heart. Hide it in your heart. In order to do that, you're going to have to go over it more than once. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go over it more than once. You're going to have to make this your way of life. You're going to have to dig into it. Somebody says, well, I don't have time. Don't tell me that. For 13 years, I worked a full-time job and pastored. I had to get into the Word. You can't pastor a church and not be in the Word. Is that not right, Pastor? You have to be in the Word. But I found time. I didn't see a whole lot of my wife during those 13 years. On Sundays, I did. We saw each other, and we enjoyed the time we had together. Hallelujah. But it can be done. That's all I'm saying. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just saying it can be done. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a hunger for your word. I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119, 133, direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. When our steps are directed by the word, no iniquity will have dominion over us when you keep that word flowing. Spiritual growth comes through the word of God. I'm, I'm moving quickly now to get to the end here. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. He didn't say the 1% or the 2% or the old stale milk. He said the pure milk of the word. He wants you to have the pure milk. Glory. Isn't God good? He thought of everything, didn't he? Thought of everything that we would need to live a godly life. And he gave it to us free of charge. Doesn't cost you anything. Oh, glory to God. Uh, Amplified says, crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk. I like that. And then finally, it keeps Satan under your feet with it is written. 
Very familiar scriptures, James 4, 7, therefore submit to God. I hear this a lot of times quoted, resist the devil and he will flee from you. They forget the first part that says, therefore submit to God. When we submit to God and we resist the devil, he will flee from us or run in terror from you. And then First uh, Peter 5, 9 brings that home, resist him, the devil, steadfast in the faith. Well, you're not going to resist him steadfast in the faith without this in you because faith comes from the rhema word. <laughs> so that's how you're going to resist him. That's how you're going to resist him. It is written as a powerful statement. Is a powerful statement when it's spoken in faith. Hmm. Hallelujah. Well, I know I'm out of time. Job 23, 12. Job said this. I think this is important. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. More than, And the Amplified Bible says, esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. That's a pretty big statement right there. Pretty big statement. And then, of course, all scripture is given by inspiration. God breathed. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God hath prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Should means you might not. <laughs> But if you stay in this, I believe you will. Did that make you hungry for the word of God? I hope so. I have to be done. So thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. Praise the Lord. Did that stir you up here? Is this yours? Hallelujah. Now, how do you get that excited about the word? Put it in you. Amen. You know, just start with, with uh, setting aside a portion of your day. Do it early and just get that word in you and start feeding. When it becomes your source of life, when it, and it won't become that until you make it that. But when you make it that, I tell you, when you start putting it in, it'll get a hold of you. It'll start growing on the inside. The revelation will start coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Doug. Glory to God. We always love it when he ministers. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.